0: Yes, people, it is Thursday, which means it's time for this week's Echo Chamber. And as we do, we're gonna start off by looking at the top 10 films in the UK right now. So, um, yeah, cinemas are open, people Which is always a good thing So, at number 10 It's Simon McQuad's Mortal Kombat The the reboot, the restart of the franchise At number 9 We have got a Disney, a new Disney, new Pixar piece. Um, it's Araya, the Last Dragon, and this is from Don Hall and uh, Carlos uh, Lopez Estrada. At number 8 people It's another cartoon This time it's You know those classic Couples back on the big screen Tom and Jerry The movie So this was from Tim Story At number 7 People We have got another old Franchise This time of the scary kind It is Spiral from the Book of Saw This is from Darren Lynn Bozeman And it's, um, yeah, it's a a new interpretation from the head of um, Chris Rock You know what I mean? So uh, I'm definitely interested to check that one out, you know See, uh, See what he was able to do so we're at number 6 And we have the award winning Nomadland From Chloe Zhao Which means we're now in the top 5 people And at number 4, four five, We've got Godzilla V Kong From Adam Wingard Boom So at number 4 It's Demon Slayer The Movie Mogon Train This is from Haroyu Sutazaki We're getting close people At number 3 She was The head villain And now she gets her own piece It's How she became Cruella Uh huh so this was from Craig Gillespie. You right, know I mean? a new film which does seem like it's one of them half-time flicks, right? At number 2, ugh, it's Peter Rabbit 2 and this is from Will Gluck, which means the top film in the UK right now. It is the new piece from Michael Caves. It is the conjuring. The devil made me do it. Boom. So there you have it, people. The top 10 films playing in the UK cinemas. And that was from the weekend of the 29th of May to the 31st. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into this week's business, shall we? Haha! Okay, horror fans, mark Thursday the 12th of August in your calendars. That is right, because Shudder, AMC Network's premium streamer for horror, thriller, and the supernatural, have announced that the new event series, Slasher, Flesh and Blood, starring horror legend David Cronenberg... Bum, 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 will exclusively stream on the service in the US, Australia and New Zealand beginning Thursday, August the 12th, with two episodes followed by new episodes streaming each week. The series follows a wealthy, dysfunctional family that gathers for a reunion on a secluded island only to learn they'll be pitted against one another in a cruel game of life and death. All while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. Nothing is what it seems, and no one is safe as detention and body count ratchets up. The eight-episode event series stars Cronenberg, alongside cast members from previous installments, of the slasher franchise in brand new roles including Paula Brancadi, Jefferson Brown, Patrice Goodman, Sabrina Gredgevich, and Christopher Jackot. All right, so um yeah, adding to the cast will also be Rachel Crawford, Jenna Goosen. Sydney Meyer, and Alex Ogerola so um, there you have it people, there you have it, you know, slasher, flesh and blood is like Knives Out, done by John Carpenter, and takes the slasher franchise to a new level, with a gripping and scary story, about family secrets, intrigue, murder, and legacy, um We're incredibly lucky to have David Cronenberg, an icon of the genre Giving a standout performance as the fearsome, intimidating patriarch of the Galloway family Who sets the tone for the shocking twists, crazy mysteries and total mayhem that's to come Shudder members won't want to miss a single episode of this incredible event series, and that is from Shudder General Manager Craig Engler. I mean, he, yeah, he won't steer you wrong. not but seriously, everything on Shudder is great. I mean, I I don't think there's anything I haven't enjoyed yet. So yeah. I think this will be worth watching. So people the 12th of august mark it down oh people some more festival information for you the etheria film night have announced that they will be streaming right the 2021 official short films showcase lineup exclusively on Shudder, starting from Friday, the 25th of June, all the way through to the 25th of July. This year's festival, the world's most respected annual showcase of horror, science fiction, fantasy action and thriller films directed by women, will feature nine short films and honour The Walking Dead showrunner and executive producer Angela Kang with the 2021 Aetheria Inspiration Award given annually to a person in the et- entertainment industry who has inspired women to pursue careers working in genre film and television. Producer Gail and Hard will present the award to Kang with the ceremony included as part of the official Aetheria 2021 content streaming on Shudder. The 2021 lineup has come, has some of the funniest things we've ever programmed, alongside some of the darkest and most disturbing things we've ever programmed. And that is from Ethereum Director of Programming, Heidi Honeycott. Mm hmm. Right, so, um, yeah, she also says, and we're so happy to be screening on Shudder for the second year in a row. Dum, 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 right, so, um, yeah, people, I mean, do you really want to miss all of this? You know, Gail and Hurd says, the Ethereum Film Festival is the permanent Forum showcasing the many talented women working in the genre field. As The Walking Dead's first female showrunner, Angela Kang has proven herself to be a visionary in the horror sci-fi medium, and she is also one of the most talented people working in television today. <laughs> yeah. You know and Kang says, as a lifelong fan of horror, sci fi, fantasy, action, and thrillers, I am truly humbled to be in the company of the incredible women of Ethereum and who have been honoured over the years with their inspiration award, not least the incomparable Gail and Heard. I am on a trail, she blazed and loved that Etheria is showcasing new genre films created by women who want to travel the same exhilarating path, so um, yeah, there you have it people, it is uh, it is going to be coming at you, which uh, should be fun, right, some of those films will be screening, okay, uh, we've got The Fourth Wall. This is directed by Kelsey Bowling. Um, we've got Narrow, directed by Anna Chazelle. Have You Will Never Be Back from Monica Matteo. Booster Strapped from Katty Erin. Uh, Misfits from Kayani Ray Walker. The gray from Myra Aquino, Polavotron Five Hundred from Sylvia Concia, I exam from Aslim Clark, and who goes there from Astrid for Vladsen? <laughs> you know, so um, it hey, looks like it is gonna be a fun. Uh, festival people, so go check out The Ethereal website, and remember, it will Start Friday the 25th of June Running all the way to the 25th of July Exclusively on Shudder Yo, something that people Missed in 2020, were those pop up Cinema screens, but people, people, do not worry. 2021, it's a new year, and the screens are back. Pop-up screens are delighted to announce their return to London with an enormous season of outdoor cinema packed with feel-good movies, guilty pleasures, and cult classics that make your film. All warm and fuzzy inside. Pop-up screens invite you and your family to indulge in an evening that you won't forget with your loved ones. Its relaxed atmosphere and friendly vibe, praised by critics across the country, will have you coming back year after year. This year, pop up screens will span across eight London parks. That's right, people. Eight And open spaces over three months Launching on Oh shit My birthday The 9th of July At Coram's Fields With the fan favourite The Craft Pop up screens Offers films for fans Of all genres Including smash hit musical dramas Such as The Greatest Showman A Star is Born Bohemidi Rhapsody and Rocket Man. For audiences that wanting nostalgia, fans will be able to revisit fan favourites such as Back to the Future, The Goonies and Dirty Dancing, um, plus a whole lot more. You know, you can uh, join them for a movie or two And you'll find a great environment Along with a bar and some of London's best street food traders So, the uh, the films that you can enjoy people Well, on as I said, starting on the 9th of July At Crom's Fields is The Craft The 10th um, is the greatest showman the 11th Bill and Ted face the music then over to Bishop's Park in Fulham on the 16th with 10 Things I Hate About You 17th Dirty Dancing and the 18th The Goonies then it's North Greenwich from the 23rd of July for 500 days of summer Greece on the 24th And Back to the Future On the 25th And July ends at Hillfields in Brockley So on the 30th July is the Goonies and the 31st Dirty Dancing Uh, Staying on Brockfield um, On the 1st of August it's the Greatest Showman then back to Crom Corman's fields on the sixth of August, three films on the sixth. With you've got Jojo Rabbit, Pretty Woman, and Ghostbusters. Then Hammersmith, you're not forgotten because on the thirteenth, at Ravenscourt Park, you've got Jaws. On the 14th, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. And then the 15th, it's The Greatest Showman. The Guild Hall in the City of London, people. On the 16th, um, you've got um, The Greatest Showman. To 17th, you've got Moonlight. On the 18th, you've got Philadelphia. The 19th, it's The Beach. The twentieth, it's Dream Girls, and the twenty-first of August is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Then Heather Green people from the twenty-seventh of August at Manor House Gardens. We got Bohemian Rhapsody on the twenty-eighth. It. Is the greatest showman, and then on the 29th of August, it is a star is born, but that's not all. So, back to Bishop's Park in Fulham for the 3rd of September, because it's Rocket Man, the 4th, it's a star is born, then the 5th, it's the greatest showman. So, then on the 10th of September. It is back to Hammersmith, so Ravens Court Park. It's Dirty Dancing on the 11th. It is at Jurassic Park, and the 12th, it is Rocket Man. And it all ends at the Oval in Kennington Park, right? So, 17th of September, it's The Greatest Showman, the 18th, it's Notting Hill, and then the 19th of September, it all closes. With a star is born So you can book tickets And find out more at popupscreens.co.uk Adult tickets are £14 And those under 12s, it is £9 But remember people There will still be COVID policies in place but yes, for more information on people, go down and check out pop-upscreens.co.uk. Okay, people, so now we have all of that out of the way. Let's get into this week's films. Okay, so I have just watched a new indie film called Framed, Right? So this is written and directed by Nick Rizzini. And um it's a very you I you can tell it's a limited budget film. And so it's interesting the way they've utilized the cast. And the space right? but I think a lot of it Is summed up Well, when I say a lot of it Is summed up by the um, synopsis of the film uh, What I mean is I think you Hmm, well let me get into that Right, because it's a little more Complicated than um, But yes, so It the film is produced by Rossini along with um, Andrew Mancini uh, Carlo De Luca Gabrielli uh, we've also then got executive producers uh, Ludovico Vocca uh, we have Adriana Molasano, Lorenz Declarac, and Fabio Banzi. Uh, cinematography is handled by Matteo Ray. The music is Umberto Smerelli. It's edited by Rosini and Marco Benassi. Casting is Shakir Dowling and production design is Daniel Dre. Our cast, well, our cast, we have Thomas Law who plays Carl and Lottie Amore plays Virginia. They're our two main characters, you would say. Then we have um, Cam who is played by Sarah. Valondo, Cam is the neighbour Richard Bennett is played by Edmund Kingsley And then you have Jay Moreno who's played by Pascual Espetito So, our synopsis is Right, so there's two There's the one on IMBD And then there's the other one that you will find on Amazon Prime. They're they're practically the same, slightly different, but, you know. So the one on IMBD says, A moral discussion between sexes arises when an aspiring photographer secretly takes pictures of his barely-dressed neighbour in the search for his artistic expression. And then on Prime... It says an aspiring photographer actions. An aspiring photographer, it should be photographers actions are challenged by his feminist best friend, after he secretly takes pictures of his barely dressed neighbor. Now I I I bring these two up just because right so on Prime, you know, it, it's like his feminist best friend, and um, in the other one, on IMVD, it's like um a discussion between the sexes, and I kind of feel neither, well, the, the discussion, not really true, I mean, if you want semantics, it kind of is, but it's not, Right? And I feel like the whole the feminist best friend, that's just a bit eh, it's a little cliched. It's a little bit, I don't know. I it's kind of just throwing out a buzzword to try and you know draw people to the film. Right? Because it's not I wouldn't have said it's that. I wouldn't have said it's that at all. But hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who the fuck am I, right? So, it, if, the film is interesting, as I said, in the way in which it decides to utilize the space um, to tell this story. Because you can tell, it, look, it's a limited budget film, it's an indie film, which is, hey, no shame on that, right? But it, it's always interesting how we see these things done right, so it starts off with, we see Carl in an office, and he's leaving, right, he, he's handed in his notice, we don't know the job he was doing, or what he's going to do, right, because we get the guy telling him, basically, listen, hey, um, you just want you to know that if what you're going to do doesn't work out, you're you're always welcome back. You're always welcome back, and we get you know he's told that he's going off to do, a dream project, towards you know following a, a dream and aspiration or whatever. But we never know what that is, right? Like we're not told, which is again interesting, right? Because, we're. We're given this guy Carl, but we're not given anything for us to be like, huh, yeah, I gel with this character because of. Right? And um so he's at home and uh yeah, he he spots he's standing by the window and he spots his neighbor. Spots his neighbor. Looking at the mirror I, th- I think she's In her underwear And she's looking at the mirror Or no This time she might have been fully dressed I forget which Um, But I will say I remember The one thing that I did remember It Was though Why? Right? Because here's the thing You Might often see someone You know Through your windows That and especially Look some places, the way they're built, you know what I mean, you basically, you're seeing right into your, the the people across from you, you're seeing right into their motherfucking house, right, which I think it does tell you that, yo, you need blinds, you need curtains, you need certain. you know what I mean, depending on what that fucking room is, now some, some, it's a little bit you know, it's not as obvious, right? You might wonder, ah, oh, I don't think people could see in here, you know what I mean? But it's one of those. But what I mean is you often might see someone, but that's not enough for you to be like, oh, I'm going to take a picture, or I'm going to stop and watch. Now, there have been times, right? There, there definitely have been times when, like, you might see someone having sex, I remember as a kid um, There was a a park That we used to hang out in And um, I think on the way to the park There was a house And there was a couple of times And I forget what It wasn't like crazy early Or crazy late or anything like that But yeah I heard This couple having sex And I think you could See them through the window Or like glimpses of Right, and I remember everyone's just like, ah, fuck, because you know, we were, I don't know, something like 12, 11, something crazy, you know what I mean? So it's a bit like, oh shit, yeah, you know I mean? like that, that might draw your attention because you're, you're a young kid and it's just like, you're not seeing, and remember, this is before, you know, the the internet. And you could just go on to actually you can go on Twitter and see tits. You know what I mean? Like those are the days before that kind of shit, people. So yeah, it like what I mean, you would need something to grab the attention to hold you. Because it's not just anything that you're just gonna stop and be like, oh, there's a woman across you know what I mean? Right, so I, it was odd why he started to take these photos. Right, I, I thought that was the whole thing, like the oddness of why. Right, I don't think that was obviously that clear. Then you've got this guy, and he's is it saying he's an aspiring photographer, and again. Like, he's got this photography equipment, right? And I think he mentions at the beginning when, he's like, he, we see him talking to um, Virginia. He's from Virginia. And we see him talking with her. And, you know, like, he mentions, oh, yeah, I've got my dad's old photography stuff, right? But not, oh, I'm trying to be a photographer, Right, we we don't get that. We just have this uh, go. Oh, there's an exhibition. Oh, I'm going to have art in this exhibition, which is always a little bit like, well, for a gallery to show a first time, it's not that easy. <laughs> like I know many different sorts of artists, from photographers, sculptures, you know. Um, painters, you know, like, like different types, and I can tell you, right? They can't just walk up to a, a gallery and be like, oh, "I want to show my work," <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you know, there is a um a competition or a process to kind of try and get your work shown, the demand is high. It's not like you automatically get in. So this whole notion of this guy. Who, as far as we know Never taken photos before Never taken photos before Right? All of a sudden it's just like You know what? I'm going to be a photographer Oh, there's an exhibition I'm going to take photos And they're going to be in this exhibition It was always a bit like Say say what? <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? Just like, huh? But yeah, we, we have him wanting to do this uh, but yeah, he all of a sudden he's taking these photos, taking these photos, and he uh, yeah, like you see him have these conversations with his friend Virginia about this. But it starts off with some other things. So I think one of the first um, things that we have, and it is why they'd be like his feminist friend, <laughs> is because. She's just like, oh, man, I had a date, and I, I, you know, when the bill came, I said I'd, I'd like to pay half, and a big argument came because he thought it, I was being rude, and blah, 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 and, and she's explaining the situation, and then he's just a bit like, oh, well, yeah, you yeah, know, you should be, you know, honoured for him to... And it was just weird... The, the the viewpoint of the guy because let's be real when you're taking people out right you want a girl to to at least reach for a purse right at least reach for a purse and if you're dating someone yeah like they can handle the bill sometimes or go, or you go half so like shouldn't be on just one person to pay all the time now most guys think like that, right? It's not like that's a, you know, uh, an out of the blue kind of fucking notion. So the fact that Carl is just like, oh yeah, it's weird that you try to offer to pay some of the bill, is a an odd, is an odd thought. I kind of figured, right? It now you, the the thing that could have been. Like, there could have been an actual discussion on this. But this discussion does kind of set the tone for things going forward. Because it's like, you have Carl say something to Virginia. And she's just like, well, I kind of feel this. And he's just like, well, no, I think, bum, bum, bum. And then it's kind of like, that's meant to be the conversation. These aren't necessarily actual... Discussions I mean what we're seeing in here They're not actual discussions It's its just She you know, gives a point of view And he goes against it Right And it's it, it, That's it And it's like That's kind of it Right There's no other There's no other route Into this whole thing She says something He disagrees And then he wants to dead it right, which is all a bit like, "Um, okay, right, but eventually, you know, he reveals that he's been taking photos of his neighbour, and this whole discussion of privacy, which I think the film wants to kind of toy with, wants to, you know, discuss, because that's his whole approach, he's like, oh no, I, I'm going to submit these photos to this exhibition, and it's gonna be around people's, you know, privacy and consent, and, you know, the fact that in society right now we don't have privacy and blah blah blah, and it's just like, all right, that is a thing, right, but his approach to that point makes no sense. Right, it's, it's a very loosely veiled um, idea To hang these photos on Right You're just like, wait, what? And every time they talk about it He, it, he acts like he can't see the other side Right, which I'm kind of a bit like It's a little ignorant You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, listen we see him working in he he's worked at this big firm at the very start of the film we see him leaving this big firm right and i say big firm because it's got this big open plan office and all of this kind of thing so i'm just assuming it's a big firm right and i think as of now most people understand like gdpr yeah? Now you might not know the in and out The minutiae of the point But you know it's a thing right? You know people's privacy is a thing So to act like you don't It, it does come off a little bit weak Right? Does come off a little bit weak Ain't gonna lie So I just thought for discussion, they're not, as I said, look, these aren't discussions, but she's a bit like, but you took photos of this woman without her knowing, that's wrong, and he's just like, well, no, it's not, it's just, and be like, no, it is, <laughs> like, listen, you, you did it, and you can say, yeah, I know it's you. technically it's wrong, but, this is what I did, right, just an acknowledgement, but we don't really get that from Kyle, which again, it's it's weird, right, and then any time she says something against it, it's just like, oh, well, you're just being, you're a feminist, and you're, and you're just like, wait, what, I, I, which does, I feel, Kind of makes sense when you see it's written by a dude Right, because I think we're only really seeing One side of a discussion Like the other side, it's thrown out there loosely But it's not really fleshed out Now, none of these discussions are really delved into All of this is very surface level Right, which is a shame because I think there is stuff to talk about, right? There is definitely stuff to talk about, but we don't really get to it. You know, which I did find ah that was a shame to me. So the story from there, yeah, it 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 kind of it gets a little crazy. Ain't gonna lie, right? Where they decide to take it, it is a bit. I did think it's a little far-fetched, right? There's, There's so many different things that are like hanky about the whole thing Like letters under doors Like no actual confirmations on You know what I mean? And then if someone comes to your house claiming to be something Accents are important now, we do live in a multicultural spot, right? London, you know? It's multicultural, for sure. But if someone's working in a certain profession and they've got a thick accent, I would wonder, right? I would wonder. And I'd want to see proof of, you know? So you have all of these kind of things... And then, the, like firstly, the way the film gets wrapped up I was a bit like, ugh Really? That's, we're just going to end it like this? And I will say, Virginia, very short-changed as a character Because we, we have this character with these supposed viewpoints and things But the moment, the moment when You know, the the word date is thrown out there. Her whole persona changes. And you're just like, oh come the fuck on man. What are you doing here? Right? It it is a very is a very weak character, really. Like Virginia does seem like um just a device. To bring the story in certain directions Rather than A fleshed out True persona You know Now look That might all sound a little harsh But I'm not saying the film is terrible I'm just saying that The the idea and the concept Don't really Match up to what we're told the film is You know Now I did think to keep our attention, right, I think they use interesting techniques. You know, like um, there's a point when Carl's sitting down and he's got his tripod and we see him lengthening out the tripod. And so the the camera changes the focus to the arm and we kind of follow the arm up, you know, and, and just like little interesting things like that i think help with the story help with the the fact that we're you know only really using a limited number of locations you know and we're only really following you know these two people with a couple of people as peripheral characters but yeah th- these different camera techniques these different focuses Help, you know, make these scenes a little more interesting. So, I do think as a, as a small little production, it's it's you know, it's put together pretty well. You know what I mean? I think feel wise, look wise, it yeah, it it's put together nicely. I will say story wise. Story wise and character wise mm, mm, Falls down slightly You know what I mean? Falls down slightly I would say But if you want just a little indie feature To keep you uh, occupied for about an hour and a half You know, slightly under an hour and a half Right? Then Framed might be for you you know, you want something just to pass the time. Something you, you don't really have to think about. You know, because it's not a nuanced plot. Right? Then, yeah, give it give it a go. Right? I, I will say, on um, Prime, it does, which is a little bizarre, right? Under genres, it has the film as suspense, horror and romance. I'd be like, I wouldn't say it's any of those things <laughs> like, I, Yeah, I wouldn't I have put it under any Definitely not a horror, right? And not really suspenseful, but hey-ho I mean, there is a romance element that gets kind of tagged on In a very unfulfilling way but, um, yeah, interesting categories to place the film under, I thought. But, yes, it, it's playing on Amazon Prime. So, if you have a membership, you can watch the film for free. Okay? So, there you go, people. Um, yeah, the new one from Nick Rossini. Framed. Framed. <laughs> So just watch one of those films, right? Where you you have a sense of it, right? And then you're watching, you think actually no, I think I think I was wrong, right? I think they pulled a pulled a fast one over me, and there's a sense of relief, and then it ends, and then you're like, oh fuck, (laughs) no, they didn't. It is creepy as a motherfucker. Shit. I mean, sometimes, people, I do wonder, why the fuck I watch these horror films? Because, yeah, <laughs> and sometimes they just leave you a little bit like, I'm glad it's not night time. <laughs> man, that's, that's the deal with this shit, man. Ain't gonna lie. So, um, yeah, I just checked out Caveat. Which, for ages, I was looking at the name, and I was like, um, Cavet? Cavot. hmm, how do you put, and then I just realised, yeah, it's caveat, hmm, which, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of motherfucking caveats in this fucking film, right, now I am wondering why they chose that, I don't know, maybe it's an Irish thing Because it is from an Irish director and writer, but I don't know. That's why it's often fun to talk to these people, you know what I mean? But anyway, I digest. No, I don't digest, I digress. It's one of those fucking days, people. It's one of those fucking days. Anyway, so yes, caveat is from Damien... Now, I don't know if it's meant to be MC M- McCarthy or if it's McCaffey Because, yeah, it's written in a way that is a little Confusing, right? Because you kind of look at it and you think Wait, shouldn't that just be McCarthy? I don't even Know, right? I mean, if it's M- if it's MC McCarthy, I'm like Man, drop that middle bit. <laughs> you know what I mean, drop that middle bit. You're confusing my purpose, son, but uh, yeah, it's his feature debut. So he's had a string of successful shorts and now he pulled on his big boy pants and decided to make a feature. And um, yeah, I think he did a pretty good job, right? So, um, yes, he, he did that and it. Is produced by Justin Hine. Um, music is from Richard G. Mitchell. Cinematography is Kieran Fitzgerald. Um, production design is Damien Draven. Makeup, Miriam McCarthy. And Carthy also edited the film. All right. It is starring Ben Kaplan as Barrett, Jonathan French as Isaac, and we have uh, Layla Sykes as Olga. So um, there, I mean, there's also Connor Dwayne as Olga's dad, but um, just more of a cameo kind of thing in the piece. So. Now, the gist of the story is this, okay, so lone drifter Isaac accepts a job to look after his landlord's niece, Olga, for a few days in an isolated house on a remote island. It seems like easy money, but there's a catch. He must wear a heavy harness and chain that restricts his movements to certain rooms, Once Olga's uncle, Barrett, leaves the two of them alone, a game of cat and mouse ensures, as Olga displays increasingly erratic behaviour, as a trapped Isaac makes a series of horrific discoveries in the house. (laughs) Oh my gosh, people! So, I will say, right... It opens up very interestingly, very interestingly, right? So, um, I and I don't feel this is giving anything away, but we have a girl walking downstairs holding a well, I don't even know, man. She's got like a uh, this. I, like it's not even a doll it's like a marionette type of thing it's like a a rabbit with a drum and as she moves it around right it beats the drum so she'll hold it in one direction nothing hold it in nothing nothing hold it in another and then it beats a drum so she knows oh to move in that direction and she walks closer and closer to this. Fitting this, I don't know if it's a false wall, it's a box, it's something, right, and it's solid So she then gets a saw and cuts, cuts a pretty perfect circle Which I'm a bit like, yo, now that's the skill, right, that's the skill So she cuts this circle, and I have to say, we have some great editing, because we go from her once a circle is cut, right, we, we see her slowly put her face towards it. And then we're looking at her eye coming towards the circle. So we then cut from that to a guy looking through the window of a door. Which, you know what I mean, I, I think that was very nicely, very nicely done. You know, to to kind of take us to that next scene, that segue between, handle well. And I think one of the big things of this film are these transitions, are the use of light, right? Because I think that is partly what really makes this. It's the light, right? Because they're walking around this old house with torches and things like that, so, you know, it's this little beam of light being shone across a room, and you see something, or you think you see something, so there's a lot of that, it's a lot of this perception, reality, which, you, as I said, look, you're watching the film, and you think, you think one thing. And I think then you're kind of like, okay, maybe. And then I think it brings you back. brings you back, man. And I'm just like, yo, oh, man. Because I think the story itself, the story itself, right? It's interesting, but there's so, there's a holes. There's holes in this story. Well, I don't know if it's so much holes, but I'm just like, I have questions, right? I have motherfucking questions. Like, how you are not asking these things, man? I I, I it baffled me. It baffled me. I'm sitting. I'm just like, dude, ask the question. Ask the question. Now, obviously, right? I think that's part of a good film too, right? When you're when you're kind of like with a with a character, and you're just like, yo, son, look behind you. Look behind you. you know what I mean? So there's, look, and again This is in the synopsis So it's, it's not giving anything away But he's asked to go to this island to babysit And I ain't gonna lie I think the reasoning is very motherfucking thin Very fucking thin And old Barrett leaves a lot out A lot out, right? And I'm kind of like How the fuck is Isaacs agreeing to do this shit? I don't even know. It it makes no sense. No sense. Because you're locked in this harness. And he's been told, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I probably just need you here for a week at the most. And I'm just like, okay, if I'm locked in this harness, how the fuck am I showering? right, how am I showering, how am I, you know, using the bathroom, right, there's a a few things that you kind of think, like, oh, shit's getting restricted right here, and solely, right, because it's like, if, if Olga has an accident, and I'm kind of harnessed in, how am I gonna help, right, how am I, there's all these things that I'm not able to do, but none of that seems to come up. I'm I'm not getting into a motherfucking harness. You understand? There's there needs to be some trust here, and from the giddy, you kind of sense that Isaac doesn't fully trust Barrett, right? So yeah, I, it does. That for me, there is these questions around that. Like, why are you doing this shit, right? Why are you doing it? You know? So we are alluded to an accident that Isaacs has had. But we don't know what the accident is. There is a a part of the film where we have these flashback sequences. And you wonder if the accident is around a certain thing. But there's never any... Yes, it it, like, this happened, or, you know, it it was around this time, nothing, nothing, right, so, there is that The other thing, the house is a bit of a (laughs) shithole, right, it's it's, it's not a great house So I'm a bit like, wait, you want me in a house with, you know, limited electricity, like, limited shit What am I meant to do in this motherfucker, right? I'm, I don't know, there, there's these, there's issues for me man, there's issues for me here, but doesn't seem to be issues for Barrett, it's, it's weird, it is weird, ain't gonna lie, motherfucker, ain't gonna lie, so, yeah, you know, Olga, she's got some sort of anxiety disorder, something like that, right? which then again you know it, it, it's stuff that you're you know Isaacs wasn't told. So there's all of these weird things in the house. and like there's some creepy shit that was just of oh, fucked me up straight away but it's it's creepy in the sense of. I don't know it's hard to tell if anything really happens or if it doesn't happen which is the great thing about the light because the electricity is funky and you know they resorted to using torches it does help create this ambiance in the place where it is all cloaker mirrors right they do keep you on that which is great I do enjoy that. You know what I mean? I definitely enjoy that. Now, there's certain things that don't necessarily make sense. You know, phone calls and the way certain information is getting relayed or other things like that. Right? Because you do then would ask the question of, but why would you do that? How is that person trustworthy? Right, why don't you, I don't know, tell your side of a story Like there's certain things, right But it's all building, it's all building Now, (laughs) one thing that I never quite get about these kind of stories though Is when someone's trying to hide, you always hear the breathing Right, you always hear that, <laughs> and it's always a bit like, all right, we can hear your breathing. Surely, other people looking for you can hear that too. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's a bit like, wait, hold on a second, man. What what what's happening here? You know what I mean. That's always a weird thing, and then it's just, yeah, it it it's people. Not v be, not being very um shit, what's the word, man? What's the word? When you're trying to hide conspicuous, right? It it's just like, oh, you're trying to hide from someone, you're sticking your head right round the corner. It's just like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? They know you're gonna do that. Like, huh? This shit makes no sense. You know, like, and you wouldn't insult someone who is potentially, you know, got the ability to do some shit to you. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird shit. There's some weird shit, but yes, I think the big thing about this, as I said, look, it's it's the creepiness of the environment, and the way everything is set, the way everything is set, because. Yeah, the, the story itself holds, 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 holds Now, the acting Although we don't, because we don't really get a lot from these people Right, they, I wouldn't say that these characters are They're not oceans <laughs> You know what I mean? they've got as much depth as a puddle But it's fine, because we don't really... We're not engaging with them a whole heap, you know we have this background information, and that's kind of enough now, obviously, as I've said, look, there are questions I feel around certain bits, but you know i i I do kind of think that if you can. You know, if you can separate yourself from that element, you probably have enough to go with here. Yeah, and you can just watch the way everyone's inhabiting these moments, right? Because I, I think Isaac is the person you have the most questions about. Olga herself, you don't really, and you know, I will definitely say right, that uh, Layla Sykes does a great job with Olga, because it is all about, like, the, the way, you know, the head movement is, and these vacant looks, and she does have all of those, now, Ben Kaplan is a creepy, dodgy dude as Barrett, so that's handled very well, and Jonathan French does do a good job of Isaacs, There's just this other stuff around it all. So the performance in themselves is good. The performances do work within the confines of the film in which we're given. You know what I mean? So that's all well and good. Uh, I will say there's questions at the end. Well, for one part of the end anyway. But I do... Oh, my gosh! there is this this part in the end that is is a little fuck cruise is a little fuck cruise I ain't gonna lie and that helped make the film because it was getting to a point where I'm a bit like, "Ah come on man, like why right? but then with when they did this thing at the very end, that does feel satisfying. And it it does then kind of solidify this thing for you I will say, right That if you're a fan of Host Which also, a Shudder film Then you, I think you might dig this Because one of the great things about Host It's very minimalistic in the way it's been put together You know, it was that Zoom horror film from last year And a lot of the creep was in the lighting was that minimal effect, you know, just holding enough back before showing you something, right, so, yeah, if you enjoyed that, then I think Caveat will probably speak to you, so, um, listen, if you've got, if you have Shudder, you know, if you are a horror fan, and you did the deed, and you, you know, you took out that subscription of Shudder, then you can go watch Caveat for free, people, and listen, there is enough on the platform to warrant checking it out. Otherwise, go go check it. There's a seven day trial. You know, what I mean? enjoy. But uh, yeah, caveat is creepy. Watch it during the day. <laughs> I mean, watch it during the day and avoid, um, avoid doing favors for creepy ass people and going to isolated. Houses, that would be my suggestion People, but caveat Is on Shudder As of today, so go enjoy With recent Zombie features Coming out The name George A. Romaro Has You know, re To say resurface Isn't quite the thing, right, but He's getting talked about. Yeah? The name's getting talked about because... You can definitely say that Romero is probably... You know... The godfather of the zombie flick. You know... The great zombie flick though. Right? So... um, It's interesting because a new Romero film... Is about to come out. Yeah. A new Romero film. But... This is not zombie related Well It's not and it is (laughs) It's not and it is Right But this is something different This is something Crazy That Romero did A long ass time ago Yeah And I say a long ass time ago People I really do mean a long ass time ago, right? So, this film was um, first shot in 1973 and it is called The Amusement Park, right? It was um, written by Wally Cook. Produced by Israel Erschman and Sandra Schulberg. Your cinematography is S. William Heinzman. Romero edited it. And um, it stars Harry Albaca, Phyllis Castawiler, Pete Chauvin, Sally Irwin, Jack Gallob. Hallam Joseph Bob Coppler Marion Cook Michael Gornick And a Lincoln Mazel Right so um, Yeah it's uh, Now the plot Right we follow an elderly Gentleman Who goes what For what he assumes will be An ordinary day at the Amusement park Only to find himself in the middle of a hellish nightmare instead. Dum dum dum. Yeah, maybe not the thing. Now, this is it's a crazy film, right? So we start off with Lincoln Mazel. You know, he comes on and he's Lincoln Mazel. Not playing a character And he's uh, He's giving a PSA Essentially He talks about Groups in society That get marginalised You know that aren't Recognised, aren't taken seriously Are Forbidden from certain Enjoyments, services Facilities, resources And then he says One such group is the elderly Yes This is a PSA for the elderly And funny enough right Because it seems like it's a joke It seems that this is um You know just some funny little plot idea That Romero came up with But no This actually was an educational film Right, it was an educational film that was commissioned from the Lutheran Society. You know, they, they wanted a film that talked about elderly abuse and ageism. So they they hired the great George Romero. But once they saw the finished product, they were shook. They were worried. They thought it was way too disturbing. And um, so they shelved it. Shelved it. And everyone thought that it had been lost. Been lost for good until... Until a coffee resurfaced in 2018. So, uh, yeah. It got a 4K restoration. And now it is going to be hitting shudder boom, boom, boom. so it is funny because we you know we get this psa and then we're um, in a waiting room a white room you know it's a bit similar to we've seen kind of white rooms like that like in quantum leap and things you know which is sometimes you know um equated to you know the um you know the room before you get to the pearly gates well before a decision is made whether you're going upstairs or downstairs should we say right that that, that that's how it's been equated to in the past and we have a guy sitting there who is messed up messed up he, he's His clothes are disheveled He's cut, he's bruised, he's bloodied Plasters all over himself, right? And he's sitting there, sitting there despondent And suddenly the door opens and another gentleman walks in You know, he's all fresh, clean, bubbly-eyed No, was it, it's not bubbly-eyed, it's um... Is it bushy-eyed and shaggy-tailed? Oh fuck, what's that thing people always say You know, about someone and he's all, you know All sprightly I mean, as as to put it in uh, point break terms He's young, dumb and he's full of cum Well, I mean, he's not young um, And he's probably not full of, he's probably definitely not full of cum <laughs> This guy, he's old, he's an old dude But he's fresh cut He's fresh cut, and he's thinking that, hey, it's a new day, it's a new day, let's go outside, and he's trying to strike up a conversation with this older dude, you know, this messed up dude, dude doesn't want to talk, doesn't want to talk, so the guy ventures to the amusement park on his own, goes on his own, and, um... Yeah Whew. He he then realises that maybe Maybe it wasn't the thing to do Right? So he first comes outside and it's packed There's a load of people there And it's not just old people It's There's young people there as well Young people there as well But, you know, it's it's fast moving, people just moving around, you know, not a care in the world, it seems, but all the old people do look a little, um, I don't know, kind of zombies, they do kind of look like zombies, you know what I mean? And that's what I meant at the beginning, people. It's kind of zombies, because it's old people, right? So all of these old people, and they're shuffling along. Shuffling along, and he's he's wandering. And you can see the, the doubt in his eyes, right? And you, you're seeing people then trying to get something, right? Trying to get tickets, but for the tickets, they get, you know... They have to pawn their be- beloved belongings. I right? have to pawn their beloved belongings and they're getting ripped off. They're not getting full price. You know, it's all a bit shabby. And, you know, then he's seeing people, you know, no one's waiting. Right? They're just pushing him out the way, spilling stuff on him and blaming him. Blaming him For uh, You know being in the wrong place And it's like oh Oh no Oh no Right now also On the ride says all of these things Like um Things that you might see That would prevent Certain people from Participating Right like one is You know you must not have dizziness Right You must not fear the unknown So it's just all of these Different kind of bits and Bobs and you can Definitely say right As you go through this film It it really Does kind of uh, Paint that picture Of society right? And obviously look it, It's not Everyone's experience But yeah definitely do See old people Pushed aside You know in care Homes no one Really gives a damn about Them they're kind of Forgotten right and Then there's stuff that They can no longer do like You know at a certain age It's not like you can get a mortgage Right There's definitely a lot of things That you're no longer allowed to do Right I don't think you can jump out planes and shit Right Because insurance then becomes way too high It's way too dangerous But also Old people They've lost that vigour Right They do um, They do fear the unknown They do fear Getting hurt Like risking All of this kind of stuff And this is what this film kind of shows and looks at Right, the way old people get marginalised The way young people treat them And we're seeing young people And not just kids, teenagers and adults You know, push these old people out of the way A laugh in their face Scare them You know, just be mean just be mean, and it is bizarre, it is, it is this crazy, weird piece, right, you think, is this, what's happening here, what is happening, and you see him, this, this, you know, this older gentleman that's still, you know, at the start, right, Still hasn't been completely beaten down Still is thinking Wait, no, 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 no We should be helping each other And he often You see him try and help But Get taken advantage of (laughs) You know what I mean? Taken advantage of So we, we see all of that Because also It is that whole thing of Sometimes you help people And instead of You know, saying thank you or being nice They spit on you Spit on your kindness Which, you know, definitely not a nice thing And you would think that the old people Who are all in this situation All in a similar situation Would be helping each other But they're not Which, again, it is one of those things, right? It's that odd uh, mentality that we have that sometimes you don't, you know, turn around and help someone else up the ladder, right, like, you don't think to yourself, actually, that could be me, let me make sure that person is okay, right? let me hold the door for that person, no, 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 right, like, people get mean, people get mean, right, out of sight, out of mind, Right, all of that kind of shit. That's what you see, and uh, that's what this film shows us. All of these different realities, all of these different outcomes, and situations. There's a, a an amusing incident with bumper cars and driving. Right, we see that. Plus, you. This guy, he tries to help, tries to help, but then he gets uh, he gets in trouble, right? He gets in trouble, insurance and all of that kind of thing. So all of it is depicted, all of it is depicted, and yet this is a film, and it was shot in the seventies, but you can definitely go, hey, this this kind of still happens. Right, this, this isn't a made up reality
1: You know what
0: I mean, this is This is The um, actual reality of A lot of people So it's bizarre It is, it's, it's a bizarre piece to watch But it definitely keeps you enthralled Because you're watching it and you're like Man, this is crazy oh, yeah, this happens, right, that, that's the thing, you're watching it, and you are thinking, oh, my God, look at these animals, look at these heathens, these crazy people, this is outrageous, and then you're just like, actually, I saw something similar on the news, just the other day, but, uh, yeah, George R. Romero is able to, uh, Weave this story You know give us These realities In a way that Keeps you watching But also does Kindle that fear inside So if you want to see A long A long lost George Romero film You know and maybe Zombies A bit too scary for you Then why not do something you know, a little bit less scary, but still, creepy, creepy as hell, and that's old people, (laughs) an educational film about elderly abuse and ageism, told by the zombie god himself, George Romero, so people, it is on shudder, it's on shudder, you know, your home of horror, And all things bump in the night and odd Right, so you can uh, go check it out You can go check it out Right, the amusement park The amusement park You can watch it from Tuesday the 8th of June, people So, mark it down Mark it down And if you don't have Shudder Hey they're doing a week trial, right? So go sign up and enjoy. Okay, people, so we've reached that time again. So let's take a look at some film news before we bounce. Alright, so um we have had So many different iterations But those Teenage Mutant Turtles Won't go away And um, we're going to see them again On the big screen Supposedly on the 11th of August 2023 This time though it's gonna be a CG affair, an animated feature and uh, it's getting spearheaded by Seth Rogen. So um, we're having him collaborate with Brendan O'Brien again, who will be uh, writing the piece, you know what I mean? So yeah, he's handling the scripts And uh, Jeff Rowe is gonna be directing it Right so also producing It along with Rogan Obviously is Evan Goldberg and we got James Weaver in the mix As well So uh, yeah If you're a fan of what Rogan Has been doing then I'm sure you'll be all on this If you don't like the boys Invincible and all Of that stuff You might want to miss it <laughs> So So, yeah, Alicia Silverstone is, um, she's got a new film, right? Uh, So this is called Senior Year, all right? So um, Brandon Scott Jones, he's written the piece, um, you know, from an idea from uh, Andrew Kruger and Arthur Pielli. Right, and um, Yeah It's uh, You know It's a story Kind of we've seen before Right, so we've got a cheerleader Who's been in a coma For 20 years And she wakes up And decides to return To high school To try to regain her status And claim the prom queen crown So yes It's getting directed by Alex Hardcastle And along with Silverstone We will have Rebel Wilson Justin Hartley Angora Rice Sam Richardson Zoe Chow Mary Holland And Chris Parnell In the piece Um, Also people you know, a little bit of news you might be interested in. So, um, yeah, a, a new... Um, uh, where, what have we got? Yes, we have a new film coming from Scott Walker. And this is called The Tank. Right? Now, the gist of it is this. We follow a young family Who inherit a remote and long abandoned Coastal property in Oregon And awakens beneath it A horde of ferocious and deadly creatures That feed on the living Dum 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 And uh, yeah That one is going to have Creature effects from Weta which, um, always, always fun, right? Also, people, we, um, if you're a fan of Stephen Rowley, you know, his new novel, The Gun Call, has just been picked up by Lionsgate, right? So, um, yeah, Rowley is, um, supposedly gonna be adapting the, uh, the book for film, And it's getting produced By Kristen Burr and Rob Weisbach Right so our story Follows a reclusive Once famous gay television Star who takes his young Niece and nephew into his Palm Springs home after Their mother dies suddenly He introduces them to his Outsized life And unique wisdom Bringing about healing for all Free, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so also on the cards, people is um. Yeah, another book adaptation. This is time it's a Taylor Jenkins Reid novel, One True Love. It's getting directed by Andy Fickman. Um, and um, our story, right, follows the moving love story of a woman unexpectedly forced to choose between the husband she has long fought dead and the fiance. Who has finally brought her back to life? Hmm. So, um, it's being produced by Sarah Finn, right? Um, along with Willie Kuttner. Betsy Salinger Michael Jefferson And um, Fickerman himself uh, It's going to be starring Philippa Su Simu Liu And Luke Bracey So uh, Might be one to look, look out for people um, Now Damon Chevizel, you know what I mean? He's got a new feature on the books called Babylon, right? And um yeah, it's got a, a very big cast. Now Chevizel he's written and he's directing the piece. And it's following the um, the transition from silent films to the talkies, as they were known, way back um, in the 20s, right? So there was that Netflix series that hit. um, I believe it was called Hollywood, right? Um, And that was March, April last year. It was early lockdown fair, so it looks like this is kind of dealing with that same. Period of time It's being produced by Olivia Hamilton Matt Plough And Mark Platt Right and um, It is starring It's got a big ass Cast people We got Max Minghella Catherine Waterston Samara Weaving Lucas Haas Flea Rory Chavelle Eric Roberts, P.J. Byrne, and uh, Damian Gupton. So, um, yeah, it looks like that could be one to definitely keep an eye on. People. Now, this is interesting, right? Because a load of cinema chains have disappeared, right? Some have. You know, been struggling and saying that, you know, maybe not all of their previous sites will be reopening, you know, and, uh, you know, remember last year with the Alamo Draft House, because it looked like that might be gone, right, it filed for bankruptcy, but... It looks like The draft house will ride Again And Interestingly enough They are coming with new Locations So they have got Planned sites for Manhattan Staten Island St. Louis And uh, Washington, D.C. So, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a promising sign, right? For, uh, you know, an industry that people were saying was doomed. (laughs) Looks like it's not, motherfuckers. And people, let's end on this, right? So the Cannes Film Festival has announced their competition lineup, right? So um, all the films, well, some of the films competing this year, we have got you know from big name, you know Wes Anderson, the, he's French Dispatch. We're also gonna be seeing. Um, Paul Verhoeven's Benedetta You know, or both definitely big ones We've got, um, Sean Baker's Red Rocket You know Sean Penn's Flag Day You know, so, um, yeah, definitely some big ones Uh, Justin Cazell's Knit Ram You know Asgar Fahad A Hero Mia Hansen loves Bergman Island You know, definitely some big Films there people Now, um Also Right, we have got Um Supposedly some big stuff from uh, Studios But there's, you know Word is that um June won't be there You know, neither will the new Bond or West Side Story But that's fine, right? Because there are plenty of other big films to be seen You know what I mean? Now, um, other films that should be showing You know, will be um, what have we got? Well, we have got stuff like After Yang, um, which stars Colin Farrell. Uh, we have, um, Stillwater from Tom McCarthy, which stars Matt Damon. Andrea Arnold has a new film called Cow, right? Which, um, yeah, it could be interesting. There's a Velvet Underground documentary, and also a, uh, a, a a kind of a Celine Dion biopic as well. You know, and the much talked about Val Kilmer documentary of Val will be shown at the Cannes. Festival So um hey It looks like they're gonna be coming back Strong people So um if you were on the fence Yeah It might be time to book those tickets To France Yeah Um The opening night film Is Annette Right So uh yeah You have that in um, what is the closing film? Let's have a little look, look, look. Da-dum. Well, we've got a midnight screening of um, Bloody Oranges, so uh, yeah, people, the Cannes Film Festival is going nowhere, all right, people. So, that is us. Enjoy your film watching, and we will see you. Um actually I think we've got a special episode on Monday, people. So uh, you yeah, know, keep your eyes peeled for that. And also, you know, as always, we'll be back on Thursday. So until then, people, peace and enjoy your film. Watch it. the The world is in my but I'm in Pandora's